Wheeze and welcome to my third podcast. Um, so today I have travelled up to see one of my very, very best friends um, and she is going to talk to you about experiences she's been through. Um, and um, anyway, so here's Denise. Hi Denise. Hi Jane. So Denise has been through a number of awful things in the last few years um, and uh, I don't know, I'd sort of say first that um, she lost her husband uh, very suddenly, um, how many years? Four and a half. Four and a half years ago um, and how old was Brian? He was 51. Anyway, two years later, um, you can perhaps start to tell us what happened then. So two years ago, 2017, October 2017, I was on holiday in Turkey and realised that my left arm was more swollen than my left, my right, my left arm was more swollen than my right. Anyway, when I came back, I went to see my GP, um, who didn't really think it was anything much, but decided to send me for an ultrasound scan. Uh, which I went to two days later and they discovered that I had enlarged lymph nodes. They took samples and basically the result of that was it came back I had grade 3 breast cancer. And I remember this very well because um, um, four of us who trained as nurses together um, and three, the other two were at my house at the time so when Denise found out um, she hadn't been able to join us, um, I can I can remember that moment and being in complete disbelief of what had happened to you. Um, so leading up to that, you had mammograms. I'd had regular mammograms. I'd suffered from cysts, but everything had been fine. I'd had a mammogram eighteen months previously, and there was nothing. Um, even on the mammogram they did, when they discovered that I had the breast cancer, it was very, very difficult. They couldn't, they couldn't see any lump. Um, and eventually they, they diagnosed it with an MRI scan. The actual tumour that had spread was 0.6 of a centimetre. Wow. That was the size of it. So the, nobody would have felt it. No. Did you have any other, apart from the swelling, did you, nothing? Nothing. There was nothing. Okay. Just this arm that was fatter than the other one gosh and then so following on from that I mean it's all a bit of a blur now because what when was that what month was that so that was October 2017 okay because we came up just before Christmas and you'd lost your hair by then so you must have started the chemo I started the chemo um, in November it happened very quickly I went through six cycles of that which I think finished in February 2018 and five weeks later I had surgery. You had radiotherapy as well before that didn't you? No I had my radiotherapy after the oh, surgery. Oh okay, oh, yeah, I, had the surgery. Did, yeah. I didn't lose my breast they just they took the lump out and they did a took all my lymph glands out from under my arm. Okay um, and then the chemo what was your experience of that? I remember you having the first one and you didn't think it was too bad but then it got it got each each session got progressively worse 
um, it was every three weeks and it just I think it must have been the build up of the chemicals in my body it just felt worse but on saying that it wasn't as bad as I had expected as I expected to be throwing up and yeah. I, I'd felt nauseous at times but I was vigilant about taking the medication they gave me um, and I just kept on top of it so it really wasn't that bad you felt exhausted but it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah, well, I, th- I think you're great because I just remember you getting on, getting on with it, if you like. Um, and I mean, also embracing the fact that you did lose all your hair. I Although shaved it off. You shaved it off, didn't you? I, <laughs> I know. did. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the wigs. Oh my God, the wig, <laughs> the five hundred and fifty pound real hair wig oh. that was worn twice. <laughs> Waste of money. <laughs> Hats. Hats were the thing. Beanie hats. So, I mean, I I can remember that you just saw it as something you had to get on with and and that's what you did. Um, But then having gone through the treatment, the surgery, um, and then the radiotherapy, and everything was over and obviously it was... um, you know, everything was cleared up. It, yeah. You know, it was all that was very positive. Once it was, once you'd been through it all, was there a point then that you suddenly did realise, oh my gosh, this has just happened to me? Yes, I think the, the the treatment all finished around about June two thousand and eighteen, and it wasn't until the autumn of that year that it sort of hit home what had happened. Um, and I can remember going to my GP. And she referred me to a psychologist who was part of the Macmillan Centre where I live. And, and I mean, she was very good. She she spoke to me and, and it was normal. I knew that what I was feeling was normal. And it was just this thing where it's all a whirlwind when you're first diagnosed. Um, everybody's there around about you and then you're left on your own, which... Yeah, but I was given this. They were great. They gave me the support. So they did. That's good. But you've also um, you're on quite a lot of medication, aren't you? Now, yes, I have to take um, three drugs every day, and and they work to keep the the type of cancer I had was um, estrogen. It was an estrogen. So they they stop the estrogen being produced, which in themselves give you lots of side effects. Um, joint pain the, the mind's a bit bizarre these days one has to say <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's got anything to do with the, the drugs <laughs> hot flushes basically this drug I'm on in astrazole it, it gives you a very heightened menopause okay well so now you've got to deal with that but then that's better than yeah that's, that's nothing so what are the other two then uh, one's just for your bones it's just a calcium supplement and the other eyes are born, it does something to protect your bones, basically. Okay. So Denise's mum also had breast cancer. She did. And um, my grandmother. And your grandmother too. And what age is, what age was she? So my grand, my, I always remember as a child, um, my grandma, she, she died when I was seven. So she was about 51 when she died of breast cancer. Oh my gosh. Um, and I can remember her coming home from the hospital even at that age I can remember it and all my life I always thought I would get it so when the GP told me yeah it really wasn't a shock I just all my life I'd expected it right well how old was your mum oh my mum my mum was in her 60s 
Okay. And it was a different type of desk. And okay. It was different. Okay. Blimey. <laughs> hey ho! I know. Well, so I'm sitting next to Denise now, who looks um, very healthy, very well, <laughs> and has a an amazing full head of hair. <laughs> so it, it grew back differently. Tell us what what how it. Yeah. So so my hair was long before when I was diagnosed, and um, obviously it all came out. But it grew back grey. It was pure grey. <laughs> and um, as soon as I could, I started to colour it again, which maybe was the wrong thing to do. But it also grew back curly, which I'd never had curly hair in my life. And now I have this full head of thick, curly hair. My hairdresser tells me that the only bit of it now that is grey is at the front, which is most bizarre because it was almost white when it came in. Yeah. Um, yeah, so now my hair's back. I'm back to being me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, my hair was, was my thing. Yeah, and um, um, she's a very attractive lady. And uh, she suited having a bold head. <laughs> and she suited that white curly hair that came through as well, bitch. <laughs> but when I was diagnosed, my, my friend... Um, daughter-in-law does microblading and she very kindly before I started my chemotherapy she microbladed my eyebrows which to me was a godsend because yeah. I think without any eyebrows any eyelashes and it was the eyelashes that were the worst things that went not the hair because you can cover that up when you've got no eyelashes you look bald um, she microbladed my eyebrows and I will be forever grateful for that Denise is up in Harrogate, um, so it's interesting to find out what she's obviously was well supported during, but then has to be obviously afterwards. Um, and um, Denise is now on yearly mammograms, but she had back pain and she was taken in to have the bone scan, which thank God was clear. Um, which I, you know, I thought that was. They, they act very quickly, which yeah. I, maybe they do all over. But um, but then there's a few other things that they have up here in Yorkshire. Yeah, just started this year. Obviously, um, the Robert Ogden Macmillan Centre, where I was treated, is, is amazing. They have all sorts of things going on. During my treatment, I was um, I had reflexology, uh, massage. There were the all this was free. Gosh, through donations, and it was it was abs it was a wonderful service. Um, but a new thing that started in our area, and it's funded by Yorkshire Cancer Research, is Active Against Cancer in Harrogate. And basically, um, they're with you all the way through the journey. They assess you on a one-to-one, -one and they believe that being active will help prevent it coming back. So they assess you and they guide you to classes or what sort of exercise you want to do. They support you in doing that that's good see that promotes my um exercise yeah denise is thinks i'm a bit mad for doing all that i do yeah <laughs> totally mad because it's not on my agenda <laughs> i know <laughs> so as i mentioned as well um denise's husband who was very fit um uh he um basically he got a virus and um, 
deteriorated very quickly um, and died of encephalitis. Um, so Denise and her two daughters um, had obviously been through a huge trauma um, and then two years later the girls were now having to face their mum yeah. being ill as well. Um, I mean they're very strong girls I have to say that but how, how did you feel? I was, I can remember a friend saying to me, you've got to tell them, I said, how can I tell them, how can I possibly tell them? Anyway, I told them, and we dealt with, how we've dealt with everything, humour, mm. we laughed about it. They yeah. took the mickey out of me when I was bald, they came with me to the chemo sessions, but we laughed about it, and that's the way we got through it. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, and we did, we certainly did that with, with Brian. Yeah, you know. we did, when, yeah. And I think that's the way you're, you're lying, you're looking at your husband lying in ITU on a ventilator and we laughed and that's, that was the, that's the way we dealt with it and that's yeah. the way we deal with it. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately since then, Denise's mum, who I've known a long, long time, um, passed away this year as well. Um, but her eldest daughter, who's 31, um, had a baby yes so denise is a granny we have little arthur <laughs> little arthur who's been a pure joy yeah um and it's funny when my dad died i was pregnant with amy yeah. and babies are they're just because it's like the, this christmas now i mean it's you're making it different yeah but mum won't be there but we'll have arthur yeah and he is like a little like he's come instead of yeah maggie and yeah. and brian he's yeah like a little angel yeah so as i mentioned uh before we all trained as nurses um although i haven't worked for a very long time um denise carried on and she then trained to be a midwife uh so obviously to lose your lymph glands we haven't really said that your arm still swells up and is it's permanent it's, it's permanent, permanent yeah, yeah. Um, she's meant to wear um, a compression a compression sleeve. sleeve. Uh, I can't actually see it at this moment. <laughs> but um, so, what age? Did you, so we're fifty-five now. So you were. Was I fifty-three? Fifty-three. So of course, the other thing is that suddenly, having worked all your life yeah. um, for the NHS, you found yourself not being able to work I had to t take the decision of what to do and um, I retired on the grounds of ill health because of my arm there was no way that I could have done the job that I was doing um, I mean that was that took a lot of consideration it was my identity I, that's who I was I was mm. I was a midwife I'd, I'd given 36 years to the NHS but for my own well-being, that had to stop, and I was I was lucky enough to be in the NHS, and and they they provided for me. Um, you've dealt well, no, you've dealt with that very well, um, and yeah, gosh, that seems like it's such a long time. I think I gave four years to the NHS. I think now, how did I ever work? How did I ever have the time to work? <laughs> that, that's that's my thing now. But, Obviously, at the end of all your treatment as well, 
there's a great picture where you get to ring the bell which is obviously a thing that you do when treatments finished and um, and I remember that particularly because um, I had <laughs> decided um, that it's, you always feel so helpless when someone's unwell and you can be there for them but I have to obviously always involve sport and so I did um, basically it was a double marathon and Edinburgh because Denise is Scottish um, and it was the moonwalk but twice I hadn't realized when I signed up for 52 miles that there was only 12 of us or something 12 15 of us and we had to do it in a certain amount of time so obviously I walk through the night and then you finish and you have like two minutes and then you go again um, but anyway it was very relevant because say Denise had rang about the bell on the Friday and then I did the walk that weekend um, so and obviously that was for breast cancer um, but I do I'm, I do remember all these things I always think that okay my feet were killing me and and yeah I <laughs> I was in agony I haven't done anything like major like that since um, but I just thought blimey it's such a little thing for everything that she's been through I would just like to say <laughs> that Jane in the March of 2017 we went to New York and she did the New York Marathon for Encephalitis Society she's she's an amazing woman <laughs> she is I'm editing that <laughs> no you're not no you're not um, on that note I have to say though that um, your family has have been incredible obviously the two girls um, they're obviously older but they've you know, you're close anyway, but it feels like through everything you've been through, you're just such a lovely, close family. And your mum, who was going through all that she was going through, yeah. in the best way that she could, was always there for you. She was. Um, and your dad, the same. He just... He just came up trumps. Yeah. He was brilliant. He, and yeah. he still is. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. I just... Yeah, it's... You know, it's lovely that okay, none of it, we don't want any of this to happen to us, but that's life, and unfortunately... Yeah, it's just something you've got to deal with, you've got to get on with you've it. You've got to deal with it, but to have the support of your family... Yeah, they've is, been brilliant. Uh, my friends, my friends, I would never have got through this without my friends. Yeah, I think like, it's a true reflection of how a person is, how good their friends are, if that makes sense. Um the way you are, you have good friends all over throughout your life that have, you know, that want to be there for you. Well, that's very kind of you. Yes. So, um, we've just been laughing and uh, Denise um, just said, well, there's always a silver lining um, and the reason for that is, Denise, I will leave you explain. <laughs> so, all my life, I've hated my boobs. So on the 16th of December, I've got an appointment with my breast surgeon. We're going to talk about a breast uplift. So I kind of knew, knowing the sort of person Denise was, that she didn't like a lot of fuss around her um, and wouldn't 
almost wouldn't uh, open at perhaps just, well, what an awful time she's had. Um, and I was looking back at WhatsApp messages in our group that we have. Um, and as I say, um, the other three of us were together um, and she couldn't make it down because she hadn't been well. And we honestly didn't think we were going to hear the news we heard. She heard it was grade three and that it was um, unknown origin um, at that time. And then obviously the horrible thing is you have to wait. So we, none of us really knew, you know, well, we we didn't know properly what that meant. Um, and so someone sent a text, uh, one of our friends' friends, which said... To all of us any grade three disease is aggressive it just means that the cells are abnormal and rapidly proliferating when looked at by the pathologist it doesn't equate to a death sentence though it will be treatable the important thing is to establish the primary as this will guide the appropriate treatment as we know that different tumor cells respond respond to different chemo um and then denise's up seeing that cacking my pants right now not seeing him till 12 ct and mri on tuesday after the scans on tuesday i'll see the oncologist it's an estrogen receptor positive her2 cancer so that's they found out what cancer it was she put a little side note so you all have to put up with me for a bit longer but you must relieve you must feel relieved i imagine i know i do it's it do it's the best news i couldn't have it could have isn't it scary how long it must have been there despite regular mammograms next one right it spread as far as lymph nodes up to my clavicle plan chemo surgery and then radiotherapy that will take up the next nine months primary only measures seven millimeters so they have tagged it so they can monitor it as it's so difficult to see so hopefully won't need mastectomy now. They know where it is and the bone scan clear. Meeting the oncologist on Tuesday. Chemo is one day every three weeks for six rounds. Let's get this rocked. Denise. Right, I've made a decision. I'm not going to have a cold cap. Couldn't stand patchy thin hair. We'll have it shaved off and go with the wigs. Denise. Can't have chemo this week as neutrophils too low. Ah. So, obviously, her bloods weren't right. Hair falling out. Why doesn't it come out nice and even? Fry a bloody tuck. Consultant gave me soplicane for sleep. Wonderful. 11 hours solid last night. Picture of Denise completely bald. It's all gone. Looking very lovely as always, my friend. Denise, egghead. Next week. Not good this week feeling terrible no energy gcsf tomorrow for three days can't believe how much this has wiped me this time still a couple more days and should be on the up week later how are you feeling today denise shit denise had company today i'd rather be on my own Denise, i just want to think about nothing instead of worrying about other people next few days. All good, 
MRI showed shrinkage to all the lymph nodes, so this is good. Wish I'd had more than an hour sleep last night, though. Dexamethasone is a bugger. Right. Cannula today, but going to have pick line for the rest. I'm developing needle phobia. Cannula straight in this morning. Got to be here for six hours today, then more tomorrow. No fucker told me this. Well, I feel like a pile of shite today. Can't even get pleasure from eating. Why can't I be put to sleep and then woken up when it's finished? Hoping the next couple of days start to bring some more oomph. Last week friggin' constipated. This week, I have a needle, arsehole chat. Lol. I feel human again. Hooray, 11th of January. That's bad news. The chemotherapy is a bastard, but I guess it's got to be. Denise, it does. Denise, just been for bloods. Next treatment, Wednesday a.m. Pig sick of it all now. Sending you love, Denise. This is five of six. You're nearly there now. Looking good, good and strong there, Denise. You're a billy bullshit, lol. <laughs> Doesn't take a compliment well. All good to go tomorrow and surgery booked for the 3rd of April. Only worry is another lump appeared. Consultant says I'd like to be nasty but will have scan before surgery. Not shattered today. One good thing about steroid days, I'm buzzing. Ha ha, benigny basket. Longest but quickest five months of my life. Nearly there. Dexamethasone has not allowed me a minute's sleep. Had the cooker in pieces at 4.30, cleaning it. Feel awful now. 13th of April. Of all the bits they removed, only a few cancer cells found in one lymph node. Breast. Cancer free. Hi ladies. Hope we are well. Got my initial radiotherapy appointment on Friday at last. The final part commences. Denise did say when I played all these little excerpts um, how your brain forgets just how rubbish it was when you're going through it which I guess is is just as well um, not taking away from the fact that she really was incredible um, and I just like to add in one last little excerpt from our whatsapp group and that simply is fuck you cancer
Where? 